0: The following podcast is brought to you by The Village Sendo. For more information, visit villagesendo.org. So I want to thank you all for coming online and those of you who braved the cold uh, to show up in person. I also appreciate uh, your presence. Because that's how we make sangha and we were able to sit together, uh, regardless of our mental state when we enter something about being together, either online or in person, really elevates our practice and, uh, and makes it, uh, makes it uh, a skillful means to be present to ourselves. So this isn't always easy uh and oh it's here in new york city it's cold out uh i think those of us who've lived here for many years we used to just it used to be that way it was in the winter and then we forgot that <laughs> and now it's like going through your clothes oh what did i used to wear oh yeah boots i forgot uh, so it's pretty cold out and i think it's, it's a healthy change for all of us so. I want to congratulate you for coming. Um, and the odd thing is, this is the beginning of our spring Ongo. So already, we're in the midst of full January, and uh, we're thinking about spring. Uh, uh, Ongo means uh, it's a period of time that we in the zen tradition that we set aside for deeper practice and technically it means ango On an is peaceful and go is dwelling so it's kind of like taking a period of time usually three months 90 days uh in the uh winter and once in the summer to set aside and say during this time i'm going to intensify my practice so we are at the beginning of our winter ongo, our, our winter uh, and we always study a, a new Zen text or uh, or we revisit a Zen text that we've studied before and uh, try to really take the time to see how our Zen intention manifests in our life, what's happening with it. Uh, uh, and also during this period, uh, we we select someone uh, to be our uh, student teacher, our student leader, our shuso. Uh, we call them the head trainee, or it's the person who is a, a, a practice a practicing student for many years who's selected to kind of lead us on. Uh, and this year it is uh, Sherrylene Posey, uh, whose Dharma name yakuin means perfect stillness wouldn't that be nice (laughs) and if you knew her you'd just laugh (laughs) she's just a bundle of energy Uh, so perfect stillness is kind of like like so many of our dharma names um is a teaching as well as a description um and in her case as in mine I think our dharma names are more inspiration than description. Uh, So she's been with the Zendo for many, many years. uh, And uh, at the same time, the way she supports herself uh, is with a career as a watchmaker. You didn't even know those existed still, did you? She works for an elite brand of timepieces, uh, the integral parts of a watch. Um, So, of course, what better uh, text for us to pick to study this Hango period than Dogen's Uji, which translates as time being or being time. So I encourage you to study the text. It's uh, a little bit difficult uh, at the onset, but just one phrase. Uh, if you carry it with you during the day and how you relate to your time and the time around you, and then all of time, it it can be uh, a, it can be an interesting learning experience uh, to to really study this text. And I encourage you to do it. Um, is a kind of companion piece for our practice during this period. So I'm very, I just wanna be very direct about this. Go to our website, look under teachings, look under original texts, and you'll find Uji, Being Time, and you can download it there. So you can have it there, right there on your phone when you're waiting for something. Oh, maybe I'll study time and what time means and how time is part of my dharma, my life. Uh, Yeah, it can be very intimate. I have found it so. When I began to study uh, Uji, uh, I was uh, a single mother teaching at NYU, running a little Zen group. Uh, just kind of running from one thing to the next to the next. And so Uji spoke to me at that time as, well, how do I manage my life? How do I manage the time in my life? And now, many years later, uh, as I'm I'm in my 80s, I'm looking at it a little bit differently than I did in my late 30s, yeah. for sure. And it still has a wonderful teaching for all of us. Uh, it's a long time to study tonight. Dogen says at the beginning, the very beginning of Uji right, reads like this: begins with an ancient Buddha said. So, kind of put you in, in the perspective. For the time being, stand on top of the highest peak. For the time being, proceed along the bottom of the deepest ocean. For the time being, three heads and eight arms. For the time being, an eight or 16 foot body of a Buddha. For the time being, a staff or whisk. For the time being, a pillar or lantern. For the time being, the sons of Zhang and Li. For the time being, the earth and sky. Amazing, huh? And you could think all these aspects of time being of the many aspects in your life, the elements of the time being that you are. Just think about it for a minute. On top of the highest peak, the bottom of the deepest ocean, boy, I can remember aspects of my life that could fit that description. What Dogen's Uji is teaching is that moment to moment, we embody this time being that we are now, and have lived, have been through the time being of our past. Maybe you recall moments in your life that persist. and other moments that have seemingly disappeared until someone reminds you. Hmm? This Dogen's Uji teaches moment to moment, we embody and still we shift our ways of inhabiting the world. As it says in the part that I read to you, sometimes like a 16 foot body, of an awakened Buddha. I don't know how often you feel that way, but it's possible. And other times like a lantern flickering in the dark. Or a whisk cleaning the dust from an old photo. Dogen writes, for the time being an eight or 16 foot body For the time being, a staff or whisk. How can you recognize yourself as also standing on the highest peak and proceeding along the bottom of the deepest ocean? Those are metaphors, they're symbols of just our ordinary lives, yours and mine, how we live, how we interact with the world, how we live our time being, our little set of time in the vast oceanic time. How do we live our time being? One moment you might be big and strong like like a Buddha statue. And the next one, tiny, like a whisk. You know, I'd like to be as useful as a whisk. If we can appreciate all the moments of our life, all the moments, the highest peak, as well as the bottom of the deepest ocean, can we appreciate? If we can, then we are awake and aware of our life as they are our lives to be aware of my life as it is now. And how that might be possible to, in some small way, like a tiny whisk brushing off the dust. Can I help to serve? Can I help? How can I help serve all of humanity in my tiny life? How is that possible? You know, and we can get caught up with how we are doing in our individual life and forget that we're part of this vast wholeness. This wholeness is not just right now, but also this wholeness that is all of time. All of time. And so, you know, when we recognize that, we might get a glimpse of what we're supposed to be doing in this life. We might get a glimpse of how to care and how to serve life in whatever way we can. And that is, in fact, ironically, the very way that we take care of the small self. That is how we take care of me. By recognizing our relationship with all of life and our responsibility to all of life. So Dogen goes on in this first area, in this first two paragraphs yet an ordinary person who does not understand buddha dharma may hear the words the time being this way this is like us for a while I was three heads and eight arms for a while I was an eight or 16 foot body this is like having crossed over rivers and climbed mountains even though the mountains and rivers still exist I've already passed them now and reside in the jeweled palace and vermilion tower. Those mountains and rivers are as distant from me as heaven is from earth." So I'm gonna repeat it, and I want you to listen to to what it's talking about, you know, our our desire to be enlightened, to to be wise, to, to find another realm other than the one that we're living in moment to moment right now. Yet an ordinary person who does not understand Buddha Dharma may hear the words, the time being this way. So he's separating parts of time. For a while, I was three heads and eight arms. For a while, I was an eight or 16 foot body. This is like having crossed over rivers and climbed mountains. Even though the mountains and rivers still exist, I've already passed them and now reside in the jeweled palace. And vermilion tower those mountains and rivers are distanced from me as heaven is from earth you see what's happening there that separation between this ordinary life that we live and this idea this idealization of enlightenment buddha nature so it sounds to me like contemporary psychology I was in a mood and upset, three heads and eight arms. But then I felt better and felt just right. I was an eight or 16 foot body. So what I think Dogen is implying with this imagery is uh, this transition from upset to just right. This transition that we all experience all the time, from being a a monster with eight arms and three heads to a 16 foot body of the Buddha. It's also like crossing into insight, awakening, what some call Satori, enlightenment. Dogen even tells us this. He says, this is like having crossed over rivers and climbed mountains. Even though the mountains and rivers still exist, I have already passed them and now reside in the jeweled palace and vermilion tower. So you've been sitting all day, you've been sitting part of your life, and now you can go and reside in the jeweled palace and vermilion tower. Sounds like an encouragement, practice deeply, like crossing rivers and climbing mountains. And then we'll find ourselves in a jeweled palace, enlightened and happy, kind. (laughs) I don't know. That's not my experience of my life or my practice. People think of, and people promise such a thing when you when you see the promises of various spiritual, spiritual traditions. So many promises. When we hear about the Dharma, when we hear about enlightenment. Of course, it's not just Buddhism, but I'm picking on Zen today because Dogen is a founder of our tradition. Listen to the next lines that Dogen where he cautions us about this notion of attaining enlightenment. He starts this great first line. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. And let me tell you, after 40 years of practice, it's not that simple. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. At the time the mountains were climbed and the rivers crossed, you were present. Time is not separate from you, and as you are present, present, time does not go away. As time is not marked by coming and going, the moment you climb the mountains is the time being right now. If time keeps coming and going, you are the time being right now. This is the meaning of the time being. This is the meaning I'll repeat that. It's the most important line here. It's the meaning of the time being. Does the time being not swallow up the moment when you climbed the mountains and the moment when you resided in the jeweled palace and vermilion tower? Does it not spit them out? This is a really a very powerful section. beginning. It's not that simple. At the time the mountains were climbed and the rivers crossed, you were present. Time is not separate from you. Key. Key line there for this whole fascicle. Time is not separate from you. And as you are present, time does not go away. The time is not marked by coming and going. The moment you climb the mountains is the time being right now. If time keeps coming and going, you are the time being right now. This is the meaning of the time being. Does this time being not swallow up the moment when you climb the mountains and the moment when you resided in the jeweled palace and vermilion Tower? Does it not spit them out? So important to spit it out after you've sat, after you've practiced, after you've seen, after you've recognized, as you understand, because now is a different moment. Now requires a different moment of, rea- of understanding, of reality. You're not climbing those mountains anymore. You're not in that jeweled talus. You are where you are right this moment. So I think Dogen is reminding us in this whole section of his identity with time. Our identity with our own past. And our identity with this moment now. Maybe you can remember a moment in the past that formed who you are sitting here right now. There's one moment in the past that, that helped to determine who you are right now, and who you aren't, and who you aren't. I certainly can. Many years flirting with sin, one day I took it seriously. And over years, I climbed those mountains, crossed those rivers, and thought that I could glimpse the jeweled palace and the Vermilion Tower. Many of those times were painful and difficult. And still glimpsing the jeweled palace there in the distance, witnessing my own time being, I listen to Dogen's text. Does this time being not swallow up the moment when you climbed the mountains and the moment when you resided in the jeweled palace and vermilion tower? Does it not spit them out? What spits them out? That moment, this moment, where we are right now. Not some deep experience you had two years ago or 20 years ago or 50 years ago, but now. Spit them out, Dogen says. Don't cling to any magical moment or you'll lose yourself and you'll lose your practice. Don't cling to the idea or ideal of your eventual enlightenment. You'll lose the moment of your practice. So we continue to climb, we'll continue to cross, we we'll continue the practice itself, moment to moment. Realization. So I urge you to consider this early section of Oji as a reminder that our practice is alive now in this very moment, not yesterday's intention or tomorrow's hope, but this moment as we practice. That's why we focus on being intimate, being intimate, being so close to ourselves, that realization that we're not little robots marching along to someone else's tune, but really listening and being intimate with our own being, our own practice, our own experience of the Dharma. our own life, moment to moment. Of course, this is the way to live our life, to embrace our breath, moment to moment, to open our minds, to open our hearts, so that each breath, although we're familiar with it, nevertheless is new and alive and with the strength to serve the world. How marvelous that would be. At the end of our period of sitting in the evening, we hear the evening gatha, where it says, time swiftly passes by and opportunity is lost. Take heed, do not squander your life. That gotha got me at the onset. And Dogen in this long poem, Uji, you know, is urging us to pay attention to how we navigate our life's journey. Letting go of some abstract idea of time. We can be intimate, intimate and recognize how life echoes in Dogen's teaching. Time is not separate from you. And as you are present, time does not go away. As time is not marked by coming and going, the moment you climb the mountains is the time being right now. If time keeps coming and going, you are the time being right now. What is that? What is that? Isn't that just what we do? We come in, we bow our cushion, we sit down, we get a little bit comfortable, we start to breathe. Time being, right now. There's a haiku poet, Jokum, who wrote in the 18th century Never, never to grow old was my intention, the temple bell tolls. Never, never to grow old was my intention, the temple bell tolls. Now the sound of the temple bell reminded the poet of the shortness of life, the movement from youth to age. As our life tumbles towards us, can we engage Dogen's teachings? Find our way to be within our own time. Please enjoy this study of Dogen. It is rich and intimate. I'll leave you with a gatha. Study the self study the old masters allow the teachings to grow inside your heart then serve the world